Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hello, and welcome to the 151st episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association. I'm Diami Plotke. Unfortunately, due to scheduling issues, I wasn't able to join up with my friend and regular co-host, Sean. Luckily, I was able to reach out to some fellow podcasters, and I've got two wonderful guests tonight, Stephen John Drew and his talented friend, Stargate Pioneer. Hello. Greetings. Hi, guys. Thanks for coming on on such short notice. Normally, this is where we discuss what's going on in the shop. But as you're both shopless, I'll move past this and right into the meat of the conversation. So, gentlemen, what is your favorite wood? I'm a cherry wood fan. I really like cherry, and that is what my desk is, and that is what my uh, audio rack is. It's all cherry wood. Cherry. I I like cherry, too. It's a wonderful wood to work with, and it ages to such a nice, rich tone. Stephen, what's your favorite wood? So um, I want to say that, personally, I'm a big cedar fan. I I like cedar. Cedar. Well, that's interesting. It's my favorite siding, but I'm not such a fan of using it to make furniture. I'm really not fond of what the furniture looks like when it's made out of cedar. But oak is also a very high-quality wood to make furniture out of. Yes, SP, it is. That said, I must come out against it. Oak is no fun to work with, and while it can look wonderful, think of the work of Mike Pekovich, it can also look extremely pedestrian. In most generic construction— Oak is used when a quality hardwood is called for. The use of golden oak is almost cliche. Now, Stephen, to get back to your cedar, when you use cedar to build a piece, do you finish it or leave it natural? I think that cedar looks nice, especially when you get a nice nice varnish on there. Varnish? <laughs> I forgot. You're Canadian. By the way, I'm, I'm fairly sure that my use of varnish shows my ability to talk about wood. Yes, Stephen, you're a natural. With that, we're going to wrap things up. Don't forget to stay tuned for Kyle's Woodworking News, coming up as soon as we sign off. Awesome! Well, that is the end! I'm Stephen John Drew. I'm energetic. And I'm Stargate Pioneer. If you want me on your podcast, go hit me up on Twitter, at Stargate Pioneer. I am a professional voiceover artist. If you're missing us, or if you're demanding Sean come back, please let us know on Twitter or Facebook. We're at MWA underscore national and the Modern Woodworkers Association, respectively. I'm Diami Plotke of PenultimateWoodshop.com and ModernWoodworkersAssociation.com. Until next time, get in the shop and chat with some friends about putting on some varnish. Kyle Barton here with your MWA Woodworking News. Well, I know it's been a long time since I've produced one of these news segments, But my family and friends and everyone in the Houston-Galveston area has been dealing with Hurricane Harvey over the past week or so, and uh, we'll be continuing dealing with the recovery efforts for at least a year, probably longer. But it's really decimated uh, the Houston area, Beaumont, and, you know, it came in as a Category 4 storm um, near Corpus Christi, a little north of there, a town called Rockport, and that surrounding area was completely wiped out and um, then most of you know the storm hung over Houston dumped about 
40 to 50 inches of rain, went back out into the Gulf, became a tropical storm, battered Galveston in my area. Like I said, we got a lot of rain, but we have um, the Gulf of Mexico as our retention pond, so to speak. Um, so rainfall is really never a worry for us. It's mainly storm surge and wind. Now we did have, well, we had 40 to 50 mile an hour winds for about 24 hours. So, you know, things were kicked around a bunch, but nothing major. And like I said, I was extremely lucky and suffered no damage, but so many people in the area just their homes are utterly destroyed. Um, as you know, some of the woodworkers are posting out there. You can see some of their shops have been destroyed. And, you know, my shop was destroyed during Hurricane Ike, which put six feet of water in my shop. And I know what that's like. But, you know, my main living area of my house is 14 feet on in the air. It's up on the second floor of, of my house. And uh, so I didn't lose any of that stuff. I didn't lose my kitchen, bathrooms, living area, clothes, any of that. I can't imagine what those people are going through. They absolutely have lost everything. So, you know, I want to thank all of the, all of you that have contributed to the relief efforts, um, and helped out in any way you can. But as I'm recording this, which is Thursday night before Hurricane Irma is supposed to make landfall, uh, Hurricane Harvey may be old news, but let's hope not. Uh, hope, uh, Irma does as little damage as possible, but, um, where I said it doesn't look good right now. So my, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to everyone in Florida and hope you are safe and are, if not in a safe place now, are getting there. With that said, I thought I might uh, talk a little bit about my experience with Hurricane Harvey. Um, as I mentioned earlier, my shop was destroyed by Ike. So, you know, when these storms come in and it looks like they're making a bullseye right for your area, um, the pucker factor definitely goes up around here. And, you know, I've been in the hobby 10 plus years, so I have accumulated a lot of hand tools and power tools. I have a uh, a quite sizable investment, as I'm sure most of you that have been in the hobby uh, this long have. Um, so, you know, when this is coming in, I didn't think the storm surge was going to be that great. So I mainly, you know, just moved as much stuff upstairs as I could um, and uh, then hoped for the best. Now, I was lucky this time. I was right. The storm surge wasn't, uh, wasn't too much in this area and didn't have to deal with any water getting into my shop. And, you know, I was going back and forth with that decision. In fact, I even thought about, okay, let's just go ahead and move, you know, a couple of the most expensive machines, my table saw and my jointer, you know, up to like a storage facility. And I actually identified one, um, that looked promising and, you know, relatively close by rates were good, but I decided not to do it. And for once that was the right decision. Um, that storage facility actually flooded. So I could have moved my equipment into a, um, even worse situation than I was contemplating. So, um, that's probably more of a freak occurrence, but at least I know that particular facility is subject to flooding if they get 40 plus uh, inches of rain. Um, but you know, what I wanted to, you know, kind of explain here is, you know, what I do to prepare. Um, and I did get, you know, like I said, all my stuff, um, especially all my hand planks, chisels, 
Everything that, you know, I could move, I moved upstairs and rather hurriedly, I've now reorganized everything and um, put it into one of our spare bedrooms. I did get all my uh, heavy machinery, um, table saw and joiner in particular, up as high as possible. Actually, we're able to use uh, one of the Harbor Freight shop cranes, which I would highly recommend. You may only use it once or twice a year, but when you do, it's worth every penny you spend on it. And was able to uh, put those machines up on uh, some benches, so uh, they're relatively safe. With that said, I'm probably going to leave my equipment up there for a while. Um, you know, these storms are just coming in like a train, just one after another. And um, on the bright side of things, I'm leaving this weekend for a three-week course with uh, Elia Bazaria. We're going to be building... Um, Velda's uh, armchair, and that's uh, designed by Curtis Buchanan. It's kind of a, I guess, contemporary modern interpretation of a fan back Windsor, and I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, a three-week intensive course. I've been to courses before, one week, some even shorter, and uh, why those are great courses and highly recommended. The instructor in most cases has to, you know, bring parts that have already been milled and things of that nature just so you're able to complete that project or reasonably complete that project in the amount of time given so with this course i believe we're going to be you know making every single part of this chair so i'm really looking forward to the class and it's going to give me an opportunity when i get back to reassemble my shop and i think i'm going to take a lot of thought about this uh, my shop's been fairly static in its placement of tools and equipment and and things of that nature um so i will be able to you know make some real hard decisions about how i want to organize and see if i can increase the efficiency and layout of my shop space so i'll keep you updated on that now i'll move on to a couple of things i did want to uh, announce um so with that said, let's go on to announcements. Now for the announcements segment, I have um, three tool announcements I'd like to uh, talk about. Now, all of these are somewhat chair related, so excuse me for uh, humoring my own interests. I'll try to get back on track for the next news segment. Um, but the first one is a new Laguna bandsaw. It's the 18BX. And it's a really interesting format. It looks really similar to the 14-inch bandsaw, uh, but just kind of, um, you know, expanded a little bit to the 18-inch uh, throat depth. So this is absolutely an interesting bandsaw for me. I'm kind of looking at upgrading my existing 14-inch uh, bandsaw. Uh, it does a good job, but I'd like something just a little bigger. And uh, this one's at a good price point. It looks like it's retailing for $2,000 and um, comes with a three horsepower motor, uh, foot brake, um, the great uh, Laguna guides and all of that. So, you know, it's not a bad price point for um, this type of saw. And I'll definitely be checking that out uh, and really looking forward to getting some in-depth reviews of this particular unit. Next is a review I saw on Popular Woodworking about Corridai Rasp. Uh, this is done by James McConnell. And, um, you know, some of these European rasps, particularly French-made uh, hand-stitched rasps, have been very popular for a number of years. 
and uh, supposed to leave a fantastic surface. Now, these are not hand-stitched rafts. They are machine-cut, but they're cut in a non-conventional way and leave a, you know, according to the review, a fabulous surface. Now, since they are machine-cut, they are a little bit uh, less expensive. Um, you know, they're not inexpensive, but they are less expensive than the hand-stitched rafts. Looks like somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to $50 uh, for these rafts, which... You know, it's, it's, it's still some money, but uh, it's quite a bit less than the hand stitch. Now, they do have a website, and um, Koradai, I believe that's how you pronounce it, but I'm not sure. I never heard it pronounced. But like I said, their website is C-O-R-R-A-D-I-Shop.com. And it's worth checking out. I think he was really impressed by... Uh, the gold versions of their RAS, gold series, I believe. So check that out. The last announcement is Wood Owl Bits. Chris Schwartz has talked about these bits for a couple of years and how much he likes them. And um, they've just become available through Lee Valley. So I just want to put that announcement out there that uh, you can now buy those at, at Lee Valley. It looks to be at a, a fairly good price point. So Go to uh, LeeValley.com to check them out. And now a tip from the shop. I recommend drawers. I recommend keeping as much stuff as you can in drawers. Why? Because if you ever have to evacuate your shop, it's easy just to take those out of the cabinet and run them upstairs. Don't ask me how I know about that. But uh, anyway, that's uh, a little humorous attempt. Uh, I know a lot of people hate drawers because things get lost in them so easy. And that is absolutely true. But if you got to haul a bunch of stuff upstairs, nothing beats having it already in a drawer. So um, I'll leave you with that little tip. So, um, you know, if you're in a, a, a area that you tend to evacuate for whatever reason, um, might consider drawers. Finally, do you have any news or announcements for the MWA community? If so, send me an email at barton.kyle.d at gmail.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at barton.kyle. send me clips of you discussing wood. Thank you for listening to another episode of Better Podcasting. We want to hear from you. You can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. If you like the show, please consider giving us a five-star review in iTunes. We encourage you to check out all of the other geeky podcasts available at gunninggeeknetwork.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again next week. Thanks, Lauren.